Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church Audio Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. Stay tuned for today's message. Enjoy, and God bless. Before you even get to putting his hands on the clay, he has a design in mind. He has something that he wants to come. You have the shape and the intricate details that need to be put into this. And it's in his mind. Amen. Not yours. It's in his plans. In what he come up with. Not you. Amen. The Father's whole purpose is to create vessels. Vessels are designed to hold and to carry content. Amen. Okay. So we're going to do a little interaction today. Amen. God is the potter, and we are what? The clay. Amen. And we sing those songs, and we heard it. But what does that actually look like in your life? Amen. What does that mean in real time? Because <laughs> a lot of times we be blaming the devil for stuff, and God be trying to shape us. That's right. Come on, brother. God be trying to mold us. And we be like, the devil, the devil's in my co-workers. <laughs> and these are perfect opportunities. I'm telling you, those hard to deal with co-workers are perfect opportunities for you to grow. I'm telling you the truth. You're already at You're already, you know, some of us who done tapped over in the flesh, you're already done tried to cuss them out in the first place, anyway. <laughs> did that work? No, it didn't work. Did you try getting them back and doing them as they did you? Did that work? No, it didn't work. Amen. Y'all just stay mad at each other forever, right? One <coughs> of them family members. Praise God, don't let me go there. <laughs> but the, before the party could even start shaping you, before he can even start on his design that he has in mind. A lot of us have lived life. And we kind of already been formed. This object represents, it looks just crazy, right? It looks uh, useless, weird. But a lot of times we come to God like this, out of shape. Stuff stuck all in it. <laughs> We've been fighting with our family members, and every impression is a choice we made. Life has formed us. Life has got its hands on us and created something that wasn't designed by the potter. It wasn't designed by the potter. And many times, we don't understand this, this part of the process in being shaped and formed. A lot of times we just see that potter. How many of you ever seen the potter? Like this right here. We see the potter and we see, oh man, that looks wonderful, right? But the reality is, before you even get to that part, he got to get you ready. All right. All right. How do we get us ready? Many ways. And a lot of times we interpret it as a devil. It's those emotional attacks we have at work. God will use. It's those difficult co-workers, those difficult family members. Y'all been mad at each other since 10? My animosity and strife since you was 8? 
life has shaped us. Depending on how you was raised, depending on the environment you grew up in, amen, depending on your personality, we have allowed life to put its hands on us and shape our personality. And when the potter, when we say we're ready to get saved and we want to give God and come into the safety of his hand, do we know what that means? And a lot of times we don't. Because when we get saved, he has to first start over. Before he can even begin to shape you, he has to prepare you. And of course, I'm not going to make a mess this morning. We'll let the picture be messy. Amen. And so, a lot of times, in order, in order, we was over Lacey's new house a couple weeks ago, and Lacey broke out, broke out some clay, old clay, and it was hard, wasn't it? I mean, she put that top, and it was all cracking. And what's the first thing you do if you broke it? Y'all, y'all don't mess with some hard clay, right? What's the first thing you do? Go get some water. Why? What the water do? It softens it up. All right, it softens you up. So the first thing that I would do. If I was messy, and this is the only thing that I had to mess with to start shaping and molding into, into a design that I wanted, I had to first soften it up. Normally, we do that through the process of adding water. And for me, I would take it and put it in a, in a pot and just let it soak in there for just a, maybe a day until I'm able to apply and to mold and shape and put my hands on it. Before I can even touch it. So how what does that look in our lives when God begins to start to reshape us or get us, prepare us to be shaped? What does that look like in our lives? It looks like circumstances. It looks like trials. Why? How can we, God, use trials and circumstances to help shape us? Because it's supposed to move us into a relationship with Him when we trust Him. Because God, we know God don't uh, tempt us with evil. Amen. The Bible says God don't tempt people with evil. But it, it's the desires of our, our heart that draw us away by our own lust. But God utilizes our inability to make the right choice to help shape us. Because a lot of times we have been shaped already. We have, we have made up in our, our mind how we're going to be and we don't know how to respond when someone cuts us out or when you get into a an altercation at work, or we get into it with family members at home. Many people fail at learning how to respond when flesh arrives. Because we can all be honest, flesh do arise, right? There are many opportunities <laughs> to walk in love. There are many opportunities to forgive. All right. So after. We get to a place, after God gets to a place, where he can now begin, and we know the part of sits at a will, where he can now put his hands on us. Because that is, that's not, this is not the condition for the part to put his hands on I can't work with this. This has been sitting out for a week. I, 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 I formed this last week, and I just let it sit out for a week. And I cannot work. It's hard. And so after the water hit it, it becomes soft. And so once the potter put his hands on you, this is a very uh, difficult time for people. Because now, you're so used to being shaped one way, and God has now had to work out of you hard spots. And so the strength of the hand of the potter begins to work on you. 
Many people can't under, undergo this type of process because it's in the form of tests and of trials. He began to put the pressure to not being able to shake you. This is why you feel like you don't know what you're doing when you get saved. It's feel like all hell breaking. When I first got saved, man, that car was breaking down. Every week seemed like. Every week seemed like. And then I made it so bad, I was getting off all them drugs, and I had roommates that was that was on this stuff. And I came home, they would be smoked out. How smoked out, drank beer bottles all on the table, and Jesus is trying to reshape me. Did he just tell the devil to leave me alone? No. He want me to pass those tests. He want me to respond differently. Will you just drink and smoke like you used to? Or will you let me put my hands on and work this stuff out of you? Because guess what? Before you can even be shaped, he has to get all those hard spots out of you. It has to be worked out. Amen? So as he put his hands on you, it looks like you, you can ask this question. What in the world is going on? I'm breaking down every week. I got the fighting after I got saved. Do you understand that? I'm trying to be a Christian, and I actually get in a fight. After I got saved, I was so shocked. <laughs> I was so shocked. Because I wasn't trying to live that life no more. And Jesus, he didn't make that stuff just disappear. See, the Bible don't tell us that, 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 that make the devil leave us alone. God, just make the devil leave me alone. No, he said, I pray that your faith fail not. He wants to shape you under those circumstances. He wants to teach you how to respond so he can bring about the change that he wants in your life. Amen? And he has to work out these old formations that you've been conformed to. And how do we do that? Under the circumstances. We have to face it. If you keep running to the same co-worker, he's making you face it. If y'all keep fussing about the same thing every year, he's making you face it. Why? Because there still is something in you that's not, that don't belong in the shaping process. Because once the shaping process starts, those things can't be in us. He has to work that out. And then he sits in we even got into the shaping process. He has to work it out. And then it seems like you go through the same thing over and over. You know all cycles ain't bad. All cycles ain't generational curses. You thought you was over that rejection from your mama. You thought you was over that unforgiveness from your sister. And God brings that thing around a lot so he can work that out so he can work it out. Because guess what? We've been conformed and he got a design in mind. He got a, he got a shape that he want to shape. He got a shape that he wants to input in your life. But if this not right here is unforgiveness, that's got to go. Why? Because that's not in my design. Now, as an artist, I brought some of my pictures up here. As an artist, when I sit at a blank canvas, a blank canvas, and it's very hard and difficult to, to start on a job or on a project 
that's already got writing on it. It is almost impossible. I can't work with that unless I have to. But most of the time, an artist, a true artist, or anybody that's starting, that's going to create something, they have to have, they have to have a blank slate. They have to have a blank slate. So these are a couple, just so y'all can get to know me, these are a couple of my pictures. They sit in my office, and I've done this. I've done that. Out. This is uh, charcoal pencil, and this is uh, color pencil. Before I even started on it, in my imagination, everything starts in your imagination. Everything you see started in somebody's imagination. Everything, the chair you're sitting on, the walls, everything you see started in someone's imagination. Amen? So it starts from within. And it's always easier to work with a clean slate. So before God even started to shape us, we need to be worked on. We need to be prepared for what he has for us. We must allow the pressure from God's hand to mold, to shape us into the time that he wants, into the time that he has in mind. Amen? It is at this time God works out all the talking back, back to him. Why do I got to forgive, Lord? Why do I have to love them on my job? And God says this in Isaiah 45 and 9. Let's go there in your Bible. Isaiah 45 and 9. He says, What sorrow raises those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with his maker? Does a clay, does the clay dispute with the one? who shapes it, saying, stop, you're doing it wrong. Ooh, I thought that thing that came to me. <laughs> that came to me. Lord, I know it's not like this. <laughs> Does that pot explain how clumsy, clumsy can you be? Now, this is the New Living Translation. And many times we, we don't say this out loud, but we say this in our choices. God say, God say go right, and, and, and then you say, well, no, I'm not going right right now. Let me go left. We're saying that he don't know what he's doing. He don't know what he's talking about. All right? It is at this time many make the proper decision. You know one of the, one of the scariest and the most, uh, during this time, people start out of fear, out of intimidation, and out of uncomfortableness, they make decisions out of, out of being uncomfortable. Because this right here is very uncomfortable. And if you make decisions based on if you comfort, if you got if you got comfort or not, you won't stay on the wheel. So what is the test? What is the test? Staying on the wheel. Many people jump off before they process it in. A lot of times, depending on how you came into the kingdom, we expecting all these blessings from the Lord. Lord, where are your blessings at, Lord? We wonder where all this peace and joy, you know, because many people, they say, if you get saved, you'll be more happy. 
And I'm, I'm here to tell you the truth. When you get saved, there is some suffering that you're going to go through. There are some tests, there are some trials, there's things that's going to happen that forces you in there to be shaped, to be molded by the Lord. Of course, there is peace and there is joy, and we know all those things, but when you first get saved, the enemy is trying to get you to get off this wheel. To get off the wheel. He don't want you to be formed. He wants you to stay at how it's always been. How your mama and your daddy don't talk to you. Things that's, that's not in the design of the mind of the father. <coughs> Amen? And people are totally clueless of the will of the father. Totally clueless. Totally unaware. And a lot of times, this is a deeply emotional, traumatic series of events that happens in our lives. We, were, we thought it was going to be one way, but actually we got all these tests and trials facing us. How many of y'all experienced that? Tests and trials. Bills and bills and car breaking down. But the Lord come through. If we stand the pressure of his shaping, of his molding. Amen? During this process, if you are a person that's an introvert, he's going to call you to speak. During this process, if you're a person who talks too much, he's going to call you to shut that mouth sometimes and stop talking to your wife like that. Amen? If you got a problem with a family member, the Lord liable to say, go to them. Like this. 
Isn't it obvious that a potter has a perfect right to shape one lump of clay into a vase for holding flowers and another into a pot of cooking beans? That's the option of the potter, right? So this next step is his yield. All that has happened up until this point in our lives has got us to a place to, to the point where we just yield. All right? Clay don't fight back when it's been processed right. It just yields. It just takes the shape of whatever the problem is. It don't fight. Ain't no fighting this. Look, just yield. All right? So what is the Lord trying to do? He, in a, he brings us to a place where we trusted him and we just yield. The behavior of the clay must not have an argument. The behavior of the clay must not have its own demands. Amen? Synonyms for yield are surrender, submit, admit, defeat, back down. <laughs> Give up the struggle. <laughs> Raise the white flag. <laughs> Antonym for yield is resist, defy. And the Lord is trying to work all of that out before he can even shape us. Amen. So as we come to a place where we're starting resembling some type of vessel, what's the purpose of a vessel? It's to hold something. Sometimes we don't think about that. Especially during the molding process, during the shaping process. We do not think about that. And he takes us through cycles. He takes us through cycles. Cycles, 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 cycles. Take us through things. And he don't do the tempting, but he allows the weaknesses of our heart to just manifest. He allows the enemy to come in and, and show us what we need help in. But the whole objective is so you may care. God has called you to carry. He has called you to hold content. Amen? And once you begin to take shape, God begins to fill you with content. He begins to fill you. Why? So he may pour you out. At one point, at one time or another, you will be poured out. You will be poured out. And when you begin to take shape, and when you begin to look like something that holds something, what you have to be aware of as a born-again believer, as all leaders who have been shaped, and every Christian who has been shaped, what you have to be aware of is leakage. You have to be aware of cracks. Have, because many, many people are leaking. They have went through a process. They have been shaped. They are being used by God. But many people are leaking. Leaking represents <coughs> represent the content that you're carrying is being used in areas that's not concentrated and not on purpose. Normally, we pour anything that you pour into another container. It's on purpose, right? It is on, it has an intention, and the purpose of it is to pour and to fill in the love. But when you're leaking, you're actually pouring and being, you, 
you're utilizing the content in a way that wasn't designed by the potter. And what you're carrying is leaking in places that God didn't call you to pour. And this, this is a little Many of us are utilizing the content that God calls us to carry, and we are putting it in places that God didn't call us to pour. We're catching our, our pearls before swine. We're talking to folks that ain't going to do what Jesus said. You know, some folks in your life, they're designed to just waste their time. I'm just going to be honest with you. I love people. Listen, guys, guys, I love people. You know, don't get me, don't misunderstand that statement. But in loving people, you want everybody to be saved, like God. You know, you're like, oh, my God, my, I, I wish that all would be saved, right? So you expose your life to many different people with the potential. Why? Because they might get hit by the Holy Ghost. They might get saved, right? So I open up my life to them, and I says, and I say, okay, Lord, do you, at one point in time, I just poured and poured and poured and poured and tried to pour to everybody. But some folks don't want God. They want to waste your time. Listen, they sit by the devil to waste your time and frustrate you. Amen. If you're talking with somebody, you're giving them advice, right? And I'm going to just, thank you. I'm going to just be who I am. You're giving them advice, right? And next time you talk to them, they still ain't dealing with what the Lord wants you to do. What them to do? What is God saying to you? What is he doing in your life? Because this is how I communicate to people. What is God saying? This is how I got off the streets. This is how I got off the drugs. This is how I got off everything that I was struggling in. It's just doing what he told me to do. So I'm going to point people to the voice of the good shepherd, right? Because I know he got the power. That same voice is the same voice that spoke to the son and said, let there be, and the son is still being. So you want to point people to that type of power, right? So if I'm giving people instructions and they ain't even doing what, what they're what they supposed to do, then I have to think about this. Is this person sent from the enemy to frustrate me? Amen? These are real-life tests that happens in our lives. And sometimes God has a specific purpose in who he wants you to pour into. And it ain't everybody. I know this for a fact. If I was the enemy, and I knew that God was sending people in my life, and, and, I, and, I, and I was the enemy, I would send people in your life also. You know why? To distract you. To hinder you. To get you to pour in places God didn't call you for. And you are designed to carry. Now, I mean, I, I, I believe sometimes God has called us and he'll increase your capacity to carry. And sometimes it feels like you started over with the Lord. And we know, we read the scripture at the beginning, that God sometimes start over. If you don't like how the design is coming out, it's his job to start over with you. If he just can't work out those lumps, it's God's job to start over with you. And this is a real process that sometimes happens. We don't understand. What is going on? God, what are you doing? Amen. He want to stop the leakage. He want to stop the wasteful content that's being poured out. Because when we pour, when he pours, it's on purpose. You are designed to carry. And my encouragement to you today, stay on his wheel. If that's all you got to do, 
God's will for your life. Don't jump off. Don't run. Don't fail. Because you will feel that pressure to run. It's easy to run. It's easy to run from one test. And this is what God do. If I know God like I know, I know. He will tell you to face it. When you're ready, God will put you in position where he calls you to stand against that. And some of those fears, if you're scared to talk to people, sometimes he'll tell you, go talk to them. Just to knock that fear out. If I know God like I think I do. And I know I do. But what is your God? Stay on the wheel. Don't run. It might feel hard, but it's not hard. It's just you so hard. You have a shape, and you've been molded and been conformed into an image that he didn't have in mind for you. And so these are the things that he got to work out. So my job is to encourage you to stay on the wheel. Because there are many purposes in why he got you in the place he got you. You wonder, why, Lord, you got me going to this little church? Why, Lord, you got me going over here? Why, Lord, I got to work at this job? He's trying to shape you. He's trying to shake me. Just to give you a quick testimony. I remember when I was working, I worked at this uh, telecommunication company, and it was a manufacturing company, and we built uh, modems. We built modems. It's called uh, Versal Technology, Verily, all similar to Airtrain. And I worked in uh, inventory, and I drove a forklift and all that. And at one point in time, we were going through chapter 13, closing down. Some other company was going to be it and buy our debt in the company and take us over, right? So, you know, you know, going through that, you all of a sudden your mind is thinking, what in the world is going on? And I'm listening to the Lord. I'm saying, Lord, what you want me to do? What is going on? What you don't want me to do? What is going on? He says, then he starts he told me to speak my faith. He said, well, what do you want to see? I said, well, Lord, I want a $5 raise. And then I had the nerve to start telling people. <laughs> I know, that's a whole other story, right? So people were coming to me because they know I was a, the spiritual person in the, you know. So what's going on, Jasper? Oh, nothing. I'm about to get a $5 raise. <laughs> and they was like, Oh, you done lost your mind, boy. <laughs> you about to get a file of what? I'm about to get a file out of raise. I'm telling you. Watch. We're going to get the best company in the world. I ain't going nowhere. I'm not getting laid off. Amen? Even though we just seen two waves, you know? <laughs> and you could be the next, you know? And so uh, what happened was when I was, uh, as, the, as, as things unfolded and the company bought us out, and we don't know what to expect. Everybody is uh, frantic, so to speak. But the Lord was shaping me to stand in the face of it all. Even though what I said, only thing, the only way that's going to happen is God comes through, right? That's crazy. The pastor said it last week. We got to learn how to be bold enough to look stupid. Amen. Because you really look foolish. And that's when you're stepping in true faith is when you're willing to be misunderstood by the majority. Amen. Everybody's not going to see it your way. Amen? Mm -hmm. So I started, I was speaking my faith for months, probably about three months. 
And I was saying, man, we can follow the race. Watch. Laugh, murk, hurt. So the company came in. This is a private company from Illinois, bought us out. And they pay, they pay rates was like this. You know, normal, normal company, you're going to get 15 to 25 cents maybe a year. Right? A year. But it's not this company. They gave us, they gave me, in my position, 20 cents a month until I topped out. I ain't never heard of nothing like that before in my life. <laughs> 20 cents a month, as long as I came and clocked in. As long as you came and just clocked in on time, you got the 20 cents that month. So after about, I guess about two and a half years, and the Lord, and I was sitting there in that meeting, the first, the first meeting when they hired us, because we had to get hired, I was sitting in that meeting, and they gave us 20 cents right there, boom. I said, ooh, and then I seen the pay. I said, oh, praise God. And then I got it, I waited, I waited, I waited, right? I said, I told you. Because two, two years later, I had five hundred. <laughs> Why? 20 cents a month? 20 cents a month. So, and, and, and of course, they went by the rules up north. That was their pay rate. Down here, you know, it, it was $12 an hour. The highest they're going to pay you for this position. But up north, they was $20. But they came, they said, we don't go by the rules down here. This is our company. We privately own We can run it the way we run it. And them five dollars came. Boom, and the Lord said, oh, shit. But if we're not willing to be shaped and stand under pressure, because the circumstances look bad, right? Layoff, scary. And then the Lord started moving my faith on up where they had to get. Because my faith started growing outside of $20 an hour. That means, you know, I started believing God for $6,000 a month. I started asking God that. Lord, I want to make this much. Lord, teach me. Lord, train me. He said, okay, you must be fired. Fired! <laughs> we asked God for blessings, and we got to be put under circumstances. And then he told me to go in business. And I didn't even want to go. But he pressed it safety. He pressed it safety. Because I didn't want to get in business. I got tired of wasting money doing stuff that don't work. But he wanted to shake you. He wanted to mold you. He wanted to conform you. So he can pour you. So he can pour you. So if you're under the sound of my voice today, I'm sorry about this, I don't want to keep the track, y'all. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so if, if, if you understand my voice and anything I said got you to a place where you start thinking about giving up, especially your circumstances. You start thinking about yourself. You start thinking about what is going on in my life. And I understand the devil got his beard and he's doing his thing. But it ain't nothing compared to what Jesus is doing. Nothing. Nothing he do can stop God. We've been teaching on Wednesday night. We give the devil permission. We give him power. We give him consent a lot of times to operate our life. And the Lord want to shape you. He want to mold you. You can't run from those tests. You can't run from those problems.
sound of my voice and having surrendered your all to the Lord. Surrender everything to him. God wants your whole heart. He don't want part of you. He, want, he don't want you to just shape, he don't want you, he don't want you to just offer a part of yourself to shape you. He wants to be able to deal with you the way he sees fit. And the only way that happens is you must yield. You must give. You must give way to God. And that concludes today's sermon. Thanks again for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church audio podcast. We pray that you have been encouraged and empowered in your journey in following Jesus. If you would like to learn more about Restoration Church, please visit our website by going to r4sq.org. We pray you have a great week. God bless.